0: It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with...
1: The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life. On this Monday, July 4th, 2022. Hello again, everyone. I hope you're doing well. And yes... Your eyes do not deceive you. This is actually history in the makings, my friend, because we are not in our usual locale. We are not in our New York City studio, but we are here with you because of course we had to be here despite the fact that it's a national holiday in the United States. Everyone's off at the beach, working, doing their things. Uh, This is a big deal for multiple reasons. Number one, we're not there, but we're doing a show. You're welcome. Number two, just the second time in the history, the long and illustrious history of the Mixed Martial Arts Hour, that we're doing a Monday show, not in a studio. The first time was back in August of 2010, following the versus card, John Jones versus Vladimir Matyushenko. I was in San Diego en route to UFC 117 in Oakland. MC Hammer, of all people, was on the show, crazy enough. Uh, and I did it from a hotel room. We obviously did the Fight Week shows on location, Radio Row for Mayweather McGregor. But on a Monday, it's just the second time. And so this is a big deal, but we had to do it. I'm en route back home. We needed to recap the card. It's going to be a bit of a different show. As you can tell, it's myself, the great New York Rick, and the very patriotic GC, a.k.a. Macho Man, Connor Burks, joining me Frank is in the house as well. Mysterious Frank is here. I do want to remind you, as always, we are brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, and please use the code the MMA Hour. I know a lot of people were big winners this past weekend. Please support them because they support us. DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you very much to them. Code the MMA Hour. It means a lot. Now, gentlemen, first of all, happy Fourth, happy Canada Day on Friday. It's a big time to be alive. It's a great time to be alive. USC 276 in the books. Uh, GC, you're looking fantastic. I love the get-up. Give us a little uh, a show. Like, Can you do a little show-and-tell? Can you do a little pirouette? What can you do for us to show off the full repertoire here? Uh, I can show you that this is the first time I'm wearing
2: suspenders. Uh, did not realize how effective they are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have that. I, full, I understand now. Burkle. Yeah, I understand why people that wear suspenders' pants uh, are so high. It's because they force them to be that high. So this is an experience for me. But,
1: yeah, we got some uh, red, white, and blue. We got the stars and stripes uh, for the 4th of July. Respect, as always. Very patriotic, very uh, festive New York, Rick, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Doing great. Frank, you there? Oh, yeah. Wow, this is amazing. I feel like we're onto something here. I mean, this is special <laughs> stuff. Again, it's different But uh, we couldn't leave you hanging. Some other people would be like, oh, you know, day off, see you at the beach. I'll go hang out with Joey Chestnut and crew. Not this crew, all right? Not this crew. Too much to discuss. UFC 276. And I have to tell you guys something right off the bat. Uh, This, I mean, at at this point, I haven't counted, but I've probably been to Vegas over 40 times for UFC events, for different types of work stuff. Uh, I've probably been at this point to over 200 events, fight weeks, all that stuff. I feel very comfortable in saying top three greatest fight weeks of my career and perhaps even top one, I could make a very strong case for number one of all time. That's how much fun I had this week. And I'll explain why if I can off the bat. Uh, It's been a while. I haven't been to an event here in two and a half years. And there was something very kind of symbolic, something very um, sentimental for me the international fight week event last summer, Poirier McGregor three. Uh, I was not at first McGregor fight that I was not at in the United States, and you know just left ESPN about to embark on a new journey. I will admit a lot of FOMO. I think you were there, in New York Rick, right? I was, yeah. At that point, Connor didn't even know who Conor McGregor was. Amazingly, now he knows. <laughs> you know, he can tell you everything you want to know about Yulia Stolyarenko, uh, which is incredible. But. <laughs> I had, uh, we'll get to Yulia, of course, probably the only time I'll actually say her name, but I had incredible FOMO. I was a little down. I was feeling left out. Fast forward a year, incredible stuff being done here with great friends, reuniting with old colleagues, reuniting with uh, fans of the show, meeting some of them for the first time. Over 250 showed up on Friday at the the Sportsbook, at the ARIA, Uh, a lot of them, fans of you guys. In fact... The general, uh, I guess, sort of sentiment that I got was A, GC, massive baby face, people love you, and they think you're a huge addition to the show, and you'll be happy to know, Mr. New York Rick, all the people there are OG hardcores who are like, we don't get the New York Rick hate, he's the man, he was there before anyone, blah, blah, blah. So it was a lot of compliments, it was a lot of love, I just want you both to know that. That's much appreciated. Rick deserves all of the love. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean, both of you are getting it. Uh, I would like to get a little bit of the love because I do believe the last time we spoke, I think the line was set at plus 1,000, plus 2,000, wow. whether or not Mr. Daniel Cormier. So that's how the week started for me. It started on Thursday. Get my tickets. Go to the Hall of Fame. I'm sitting there. There's a massive screen. I'm watching the teleprompter. I could read everyone's speech as it's happening. And I'll be honest, I was peeking. And I, I don't see anything. Couple names were excluded. I won't say who. And then we're getting to the end. He mentions his wife. And then in my mind, I'm like, all right, it's all good. You know, I know how he feels. It's fine. We'll be okay. Mentions the <laughs> wife. Then mentions RC, who I ran into, by the way, and I can tell you about that story too. Yep. <laughs> and then mentions his friend Halwani, my boy Halwani and the nosebleeds. One of, the, I mean, one of the greatest moments of my life. So I just want to give you guys the opportunity now to apologize <laughs> to me and let me know how much you, know, you feel bad for that.
0: I, I want to backtrack for a second before, before we get into that. You can take it's your so victory nice. lap. But Thank you. The, you could see the teleprompter because you where you were sitting or yes. everybody could see the teleprompter?
1: Okay, so that's a really good question. It was happening at the T-Mobile Arena, which is gigantic, yep. as you know. First time ever that they do it there. And... How was the crowd there? It was a small crowd. Like, a lot of it was blocked off. Yeah. But I the, do, okay. it, it felt bigger. Like, they did it at the Park MGM, uh, the theater there, and that felt yeah. too small. This felt bigger. The stage looked better. The walkout looked better. Like, yeah. you know, I love the Block it Hall off.
0: Thing. That's fine. Yeah.
1: But it was, you know, it was pretty much general admission. People scattered all over the place. And uh, I was, I was in the nosebleeds, whatever the nosebleeds would be. Like, <laughs> low down for a fight, but for this event nosebleeds and so i was all the way in the back by design uh and there was a huge massive you know the the thing was the 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 prompter was super far away and it was like at the other end if it was was a hockey rink like you know dc standing on the stage is one goal and then the uh the screen Mm. is at the other side of the goal so i was able to look at it the entire time got it that's a little bit awkward, no? That everybody can see their awkward. speeches. That's very like, yeah. yeah. But most people are looking this way. I will also say, everyone not who how many, everyone who went off script <laughs> was better than the ones who followed the script. Like even DC, who went
0: off. Tell me, the, give me the, give me the. Well, there were people,
1: people. There were people who started off like DC started on script and then he went off, and I thought he was better when he went off. Uh, I love was off, right? Well, get. To, uh, uh, I love. Oh. Swans, I love Cub Swanson. I felt like Cub Swanson. Almost was like treating this as though he was going into the hall of fame as opposed to the fight. You know what I mean? But that's fine. Listen, right? no, you know, no, no. come on, we're not here. Wow, wow. yeah, we're not doing that here. Wow, okay, Cubby. My Cubby,
0: in the listen, you gave you gave him the love on on the the bear. Yeah, um, yeah. No, so just... so we're not about to we're not about to go down that path. <laughs> to Cub Swanson, Hall of Famer.
2: My question is: You mentioned some people were omitted from yes. the speech. You're not going to name names, no.
1: Were those people see, that's in awkward. the crowd, and could they see the teleprompter? No, 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 no. All the friends and family, super close up.
0: Okay, all right. So Most no one saw see their else. name on the teleprompter. No, no, and no, this no. is, this this is no good. Drive. You cannot have the big teleprompter. It was just yeah. like a massive this is ridiculous. projector. <laughs> um,
1: oh, man. You yeah, can't yeah, do massive, this. Massive, massive. You can't. Like, that's what Anik was reading. That's what everyone was reading. Anik does a great job with these. But yes, DC comes up, and I really didn't think. And actually, if you go back and watch it, felt like the wheels were turning a little bit in his mind like he, was, I say he was making it, the calculation by the way for the record it has been confirmed the my name was not on the prompter so now did he try to sneak it in did he You're saying s-
0: if he had pre-submitted it yes. might not have fl- flown so he mm. had to sneak mm. i mean there's a lot of things here but at the end of the day that plus 10,000 <laughs> to get cashed want to plus the 10, mention yeah a couple of people are cashing
2: though off of uh, I think it was minus one twenty five. RC gets the mention before Ariel. <laughs> not
1: only did he get the mention, he got a double mention.
0: It was a, it was a mention got, on was the front and the back. People.
2: I was like this: the fact that you got sandwiched in between two RC shoutouts makes it feel uh, t- takes the, the the sharpness of it off a little bit. I,
1: I couldn't agree more. And not only that, two mentions and a plug for his podcast. <laughs> he mentioned that he's going to be on his podcast on Sunday. What the hell? Uh, but I mean, still, I predicted that.
0: I predicted that
1: pleasantly surprised. I got Aria. I got my boy, Hawani, even talked about us scripting uh, promos, which I can't confirm nor deny. So it was very nice. I was <laughs> I got to say high on life. I was high on life afterwards. I mean, I was out there shadow boxing, meeting with people out. And then A I got the invite. <laughs> I got the invite to the after party for friends and family only. Uh, which was super cool. so i was I saw his sister who says she never misses an episode of the M May Hour. I met his brother. Wow. I met like some of his like old school like classmates friends from Lafayette. It was really, really cool. Uh part of that d c was rolling deep. He was oh d c always rolls deep. He had like at least a hundred people there in that room. His son was there. Uh saw Anthony Smith prior okay. to that. That was cool. But to answer, so what did you what were you gonna say? okay what? Cut to the chase. Like, you see him. What's the moment like? What? What? Oh, what I, you oh, get backstage oh, oh, and... No, I'll tell you. So, DC does his speech, and then we're sitting there, and it's like, oh, Khabib, you know. I personally think that... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go back. To I personally right. think that DC should have been last. I maintained he should have been last. Two-division champion, legend. The career is over. I still believe... I'm saying it. Habib is coming back. I think... And this is not because I have any sort of inside info. It's just like, you know, a premonition. Ali walks out. Are you kidding me? Are you shitting me? I tell the guys, (laughs) you guys could stay. I am not sitting here and listening to this shit. (laughs) Got up. Peace out. Didn't we talk about that last week on on Wednesday? Ariel predicted it. Ariel predicted it. It. I heard. I did not see it. I don't know if you guys did. I heard he got booed out of the building. True or false? No, stop. I actually, I turned it off, too.
2: I went went back to rewatch you getting shouted out again, and then I forgot to fast (laughs) forward back, and I realized that I was like 20 minutes behind. And then I saw Ali, and then I realized I was 20 minutes uh, behind everyone. I was like, this isn't even worth it. So I just X'd it out.
0: It was not good. We're going to definitely be honest about that. It was not good. The Ali or the uh, The, uh, We're talking about Ali. We're talking about, like, introducing Habib. I I thought Habib Habib was was good. good. Yeah. Habib was very see that I thought he didn't have a script because he was just kind of like freestyling it, and then at the end he's even like opening the forum for questions. He's like, "What, what? do you want? What do you want to hear me talk about?" He literally <laughs> asked the crowd, "What do you want to hear me talk about?" Wow. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. It. I don't think he's coming back. Uh, that that man is done.
1: No, I'm with Rick here. It was nice. It was a great way to start the week. Uh, then on Friday, I'm just kind of going Congratulations. through things. Thank you. It felt really good. And and yes, I did see him afterwards. We hugged it out. I gave him a big kiss. We took a selfie. It was beautiful. Um I'm going chronologically here. Friday was another busy day, weigh-ins, all that stuff. But then we had the main event of the weekend, if you will, and it was the fan meetup. Like I said, we had two hundred and fifty people there, a lot of the familiar fans of the show, <clears throat> excuse me, and this was the craziest part. So I'm there, guys, at seven thirty Pacific time. Gets to ten thirty, I'm like, All right, first of all, I gotta throw, you know, any insecurities that I have about germs, about I mean, there's a lot of shaking hands. It was a lot of, let me get in here for a picture. I just had to like block it out of my mind. Luckily, I had COVID a couple of months ago, so I think I'm good. But it was, you know, it's a lot to handle. Um, but everyone couldn't have been nicer. I mean, the love, is just, I can't even explain how nice it was. And 1030, by the way, shout out to a lot of our media friends that showed up, including our very own Mike Heck, including our very own Jose Youngs. Mike Bond was there. Uh, who else was there? Aaron Bronstetter was there, a couple of uh, MMA luminaries, like our good friend Danny Rubenstein was there, Syat was there, manager and translator to the stars. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people were hanging out. But then 10.30, okay, we're getting tired, going to eat. So if you could kind of picture this, there's like a, the sports book is here, and then you could walk this way to, to go to the other end of the casino, or you can make a left to go to where we're staying, which was the Vidara. And I go with P.T. and Chuck to the left, And we're going to eat with TST as well. Going to eat. We walk this way to the left. Everyone just kind of disperses. I'm talking no more than two minutes after we walk away. Like literally. It it probably was less than two minutes. I get a call from our good friend Sandu Shemachkar Sandu of BT Sport. And he's like, you got to come back right now. I was like, is everything okay? He's like, yes, come back right now. So I'm like, all right, guys, we got to go back. This is like a two-second walk, right? And who's standing there after everyone had left? The great freaking Nathan Diaz. His manager, Zach, his videographer, Elijah, the whole crew. Nate's just like, What's up? Now everyone is gone. He shows up three minutes earlier. Everyone's still there. I didn't script this. I didn't plan on this. I didn't want anyone to miss out, but I was like, Wow. And probably for him, for the best, because he wouldn't have, you know, he was going to be you know, bothered and, and selfies and all that stuff. So we all go into the sports book. At this point, it's 11, two on the East Coast. All the games are done. There's no one at the sports book anymore. It's completely empty, but it's tucked away. We sat down and hang out with Diaz and his crew for three hours, holding court. One of the all-time great moments of my career. What do you have to Can say? Just, what are your thoughts?
0: Talk about how selfish this is. You're, you're <laughs> happy that the people I'm left. You couldn't send out a tweet. Hey, guys, uh, you just left, but guess who just stopped by to come to this thing and see all of you people? Nate Diaz. Uh, yeah, but, but was he there to see all the people? I, don't I mean, so. you show up to a, a public event, that's, that's what you expect.
1: Uh, I, listen, I told the guys I felt bad, but I also want to respect him and I don't want everyone, you know, bothering him for selfies. And I think he was really comfortable. The interactions were great. There was one point, I won't say too much about where it is you know, mostly off the record, but we were talking about like great videos. By the way, I could say this here. He's an old school fan of the MMA beat. He was referencing MMA beat <laughs> conversations from back in the day. He was nice. referencing the man in the shirt. Jeff, he's like, I love that guy, the man in the shirt, Jeff Wagenheim. I couldn't nice. believe it. Then he pulls out his YouTube and he's like, this is my favorite um, like highlight reel that the UFC did. And I was like, you know, there was one prior to the second Connor fight, UFC 202, where they're showing the first Conor fight and then all of a sudden, Drake's one hundred starts playing. He's like, that's the one, that's the one. And so then we're there watching... Diaz beat McGregor with Diaz <laughs> on his phone on YouTube. Like if this is and not he's like something sort of, cuz oh, he, I mean, he has to be. It was amazing. And then I start like hitting miss, he's teaching me a couple of yeah, combos. Yeah,
2: yeah. How I saw that? How did the how did the conversation transpire and lead to the point where you're shadow boxing Nate Diaz's hand? Like, I, I saw some Modelo's on the table and stuff. Nope, but like, how nope. does it get to that point?
1: As we know, Modelo brewed for those with the fighting spirit. So maybe it was in me a little bit. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we were talking about some of the recent 10-7s that I've had over people on social media and whatnot. And he's like, yeah, I know you've been training, man. He's like, let's see it, let's see it. And we were just like, we were just vibing out there. We were flowing, we what were did, vibing. Did, what did he grade it? How did you how did think you did? I, th- I, I don't know if you saw the clip, but when I hit him with the right, he was like, "Damn!" Like he was like shaking the hand, like he didn't expect that kind of power. Oh yeah, that hurt for sure. The yeah. pop, it was amazing. It couldn't have been more fun. And of all people, like a superstar like Diaz to show up in what other yeah. sport is someone of his stature showing up to hang out with you know jabrones like us? Yeah, everyone
2: got great pictures. I get a text from TST in the middle of the
1: night that he's with
2: Nate Diaz. Then I I see the videos of you uh, boxing <laughs> Nate Diaz and stuff. Uh, yeah, I you said you were high on life. Troy uh, TST calls me and he said the exact same phrase. I was like, Hey, how's it going, man? He's just like, I'm just high on life. It was after amazing. After seeing Nate Diaz. Nate I Diaz, feel... life
3: changer. Just,
1: it really, just it really was
2: great. Blessing it, everybody.
0: I woke up, just up the next day. walking on clouds.
1: I woke up the next day. I was like, Did that really all happen? That was crazy. <laughs> and uh, it was just. It's it was...
0: so good that you, you gave back to the fans that way that yeah, uh, yeah. you invited Nate it was, Diaz and then, and then he shows up and then everybody's wow. gone. It's perfect. New York Rick, a man of the people. Don't try to turn me into a
1: heel here for this. And then. You know, what was the best part about it all at that point, and even as of Saturday, like, you know, I've been to a million of these where it's credential, go to this, go to that. We were doing things on our own. We were truly, you know, independent spirits here. We were doing things on our own, and uh, it was just a lot of fun. So then we get to Saturday, and now Saturday gets really interesting. Oh, by the way, hanging out on Friday with my man Rey Mysterio, he gifts me wow. a mask in honor of Money in the Bank. Then in the morning, I'm hanging out with Natalia Nightheart. We're talking about Bret Hart. She's crying, incredible stuff. Then I go to the event. Now I'm at Money in the Bank for the, the, the early portion of the night. I'm in the back. Vince McMahon is there. I'm hobnobbing it up with Becky Lynch and crew. Liv Morgan wins the Money in the Bank. It's crazy. Bobby Lashley's like, what are you doing here? Pat <laughs> McAfee comes in. We, uh, By the way, I don't want to divulge too much, but Pat and I had a heart-to-heart and cleared the air on some things. Oh, I feel I'm a lot better. That. It was really great. We took a selfie. It was beautiful.
2: Um, oh, be, quickly on McAfee. Beyond yeah. the heart to heart, you guys had. Why was he in the UFC
1: crowd wearing a neck brace? Because he's the ultimate entertainer. <laughs> At the show, he was beat up by a guy named Baron Corbin. So uh, kayfabe is real. Kayfabe. To sell it, he shows to up. Fl- <laughs> <yes>. You got <laughs> it. You got it. <laughs> to sell. It. Not that anyone would have cared or questioned <laughs> had he showed up without it. But yeah, I love yeah, the fact that he perfect. did. That's just was I amazing. mean, yeah, I
2: was cracking up every time they showed him. Or when you could see him in the background through the cage. and he yeah, just, There's you the he with the neck. Or
1: what about when they went to the shot, and we'll get to this, of course, of Vince, uh, Stephanie, yeah. Triple H, and him. And he's, like, sipping on his drink, like, really slowly. It was amazing. It's like, one of these things is not like the other. So that's great. I'm going back and forth. And then, of course, the whole thing happened. So that's the weekend, like... Apart from 276, which was mo- most important and why the whole thing was so depth special. Now let's get into the actual fights, why the people are here. All right. The big story, of course, you know by now, Israel Desenia uh, retains the belt. And he retains the belt in one-sided, dominant fashion. He beats Jared Cannonier, uh 49-46 times 2, 150-45. to I tweeted afterwards, and I want to get your guys' take on this. I was kind of surprised, but, you know, people in the pick. Dominant win. Yep. Ton of hate afterwards. That was a dominant. That was a dominant. That was a dominant. There's a difference between entertaining and dominant. Just because something's dominant doesn't mean it's entertaining. There's a difference between entertaining and one side. Like, just I think people think, but that what like that was never in doubt. That was one sided. There were no questions. We could talk about how entertaining or not it was. We could talk about whether or not he didn't go into that next gear. We could talk about whether or not you know his last few fights have been lackluster given how good he is.
0: But New York, Rick, that was dominant, right? Absolutely dominant. I will I will grant people this one thing. If you are that much better, you should be able to – There, there's an expectation that you should be able to maybe finish, that you should be able, be able to achieve a certain thing, that you should be able to get out of that middle gear um, and push it to that next level if you are so much better. Right, So I will give people that grace and, and that level of understanding of like, yes, you can be dominant 50-45, but if it's lackluster, if it looks like you're not really trying that hard and sweating that hard, you should be able, if, if you're facing lesser competition, and let's call it what it is, Jared Kananir was not on Israel Adesanya's level, maybe you should be able to finish him. Um, so I will grant them that. But if, if the argument is dominant or not dominant, certainly dominant. There is, no, there is no doubt. There was never a moment where Israel Adesanya was in trouble there.
1: What did you think of his performance, GC? Because he was booed, and I felt bad for him. And you never want the walkout to be more entertaining or memorable than the performance. This time it was. He walks out to The Undertaker's theme. And by the way, kudos to not only him, but kudos to the UFC as well for leaning into it, because they don't usually do that. He had the hat, he had the urn, the smoke, the music, all that stuff. I I picture Jared in the cage being like, what the hell is going on here? Because it took a long time for him to walk out there. Like He really (laughs) sold this thing. And not even knowing the fact that Vince McMahon and company were in attendance. What are the chances of that? By the way, who had on their bingo card that Vince McMahon would be in attendance at UFC 276 and not Dana White himself on vacation? <laughs> Incredibly so. That was crazy. Vince's first time at a UFC event. But overall, if you could grade his performance, the body of work, what would you, what would you say?
2: Oh, this is tough. I mean, the, the performance itself, like you said pretty much up until he got into the cage it was A plus I mean he was selling it he's talking about how he's going to dominate it but then I kind of agree with Rick here in the sense like how how much bravado he speaks with how confident he is how he says he's going to you know either choke him out or knock him out it's going to be an exciting fight and everything and then the performance he delivered while it was dominating I had two bets alive on Israel Adesanya I never sweat 1 ounce I was not worried the entire time it was it was an easy win for him it appeared the entertainment value of it was lacking. Like, I, I, you know, similar to the Danny Sabatello last week at, at Bellator, like, it was, wh- however you feel about it, especially Israel, you know, he, he dominated, he got a sixth title defense. It was a boring fight. I, I don't really blame people on saying his last few performances have not been the most exciting, and maybe the next time he's in a main event, they won't look too forward to the fight as much.
1: Uh, you know, I say like a Charles Oliveira fight or something. It's a big spot, but can you not make the case that a lot of that blame should go on Jared's shoulders? He's the guy trying to snatch the belt. Izzy's a counter striker, and maybe that style isn't always going to lend itself to great fights, but if, like, Jared wasn't really going for broke, even when it was very clear that he was losing the fight in the championship round, so I have a hard time blaming Izzy because if Jared goes for broke or if Jared pushes the pace a little bit, I feel like we get a better fight.
0: Yeah, no. Jared is as much or more to blame than Izzy. Absolutely, no doubt. Um, but it feels but like go- no one's blaming Jared. It feels like everyone's blaming Izzy. Well, yeah, I, I don't mean, think anyone is blaming yes. Jared. Yeah, but that—that's what's naturally going to happen. Israel's the champion. Israel's the one who's on the marquee. Israel's the one who's saying, "I'm going to do X, Y, Z things," and I'm the, you know, I'm I'm building this legacy and and creating these moments. Um, and that fight didn't deliver. The excitement that was promised but I have a hard time getting upset about a guy who's winning at the level that he's winning at against all opponents like th- this man is running through the division at this point um and protecting his belt I don't have a problem with it and this is not a new phenomenon like I know it feels like ancient history now but there was a time where George St. Pierre and Anderson Silva were both dominating divisions and the the knock on George St. Pierre was that it was boring he was, he was boring, and and that, were, and that was a, a factor in a lot of people saying that Anderson Silva was better. Anderson Silva was facing different level of competition, in my opinion, but finishing them and showing that there are levels to the game, and there were people that were making the argument on that basis. I, I tend to think that entertainment, like the, the entertainment of a win, um, like how exciting a win is, is very, very dependent upon uh, quality of competition, um, and Jaron Kananir is a very good fighter, but I will say... If Israel felt he was that many levels above, which he's been talking about for a long time, I think there probably could have been opportunities to finish if he took a little more risk. But I'm not going to ding him for not taking that risk. I I have no issue with it.
1: You know, it's interesting that you just brought up GSP because I was just about to ask you guys this question. When GSP lost to Matt Serra, UFC 69, I know it was a knockout. The talk afterwards was to a degree that loss changed him as a fighter because he took less chances. He didn't want to lose. He didn't want to feel that feeling that you, you get when you lose. And so is there a case to be made, GC, that the Jan Bochowicz loss, which at the time I thought in retrospect was a mistake to move up. You're so dominant. Now some of the shine is off your, your, your career. You don't have the O on the record. You miscalculated the weight. At the time, I thought it was just sort of like a vacuum thing. You go back to middleweight and all is forgiven, all is forgotten. Since that, the three performances weren't really beloved by the fans, Vittori, Whitaker too, and then this one. Is it possible that you could make the case that the Jan Bechowicz fight has now changed Izzy as a fighter? He didn't get knocked out, but he lost. Doesn't want to feel that again. Has handled it well. Even says he doesn't like that the UFC calls him undefeated at middleweight. He owns it. He says losing is a part of it. But just mentally, I wonder if it has changed him.
2: I don't think so. I don't think so especially because he didn't got no, get, didn't get knocked out he basically just got you know beaten over the course of the five rounds and I think because of his fighting career prior to coming to the UFC coming into MMA I mean he got flatlined by Alex Bejera uh when he was in kickboxing like he's felt the agony of defeat he's felt the agony of getting knocked out by someone um so I don't think it's changed him I I think it's kind of what Rick said it's it's the level of competition is so high uh He's not, you know, he doesn't catch these opponents with with knockouts. I I think he's just a high IQ fighter because I agree with Rick. I don't have any issues with with Adesanya doing this. Like he's he's a champion. He's defending the belt in dominant fashion, and he will continue to do so uh, until someone stops him. Um, So, yeah, I I don't think it's changed him. I think he's just not getting finishes uh, in his last three fights.
0: Can I can I just add one more thing, which is and I think this happened has happened with John Jones a lot. There's a lot of tape on Israel Adesanya. The man's been fighting in the UFC for a good amount of time now. Now, l- listen, it's not like he's, you know, a 10-year veteran, but he's very active. He's very busy. There's a lot of tape for these guys to watch. And as that happens, as you progress in your career, that means there's lots more opportunities for people to break down your game. It's hard for me to fault a guy who's that good for fighting smart. Like it, Essentially, what people are asking Israel Adesanya to do is fight less smart. Now, I think it's fair for fans to ask that. I'm not about to to fault fans. The things that fans love are these back and forth wars where people are going crazy. Fans want that, and I don't I'm not going to say like you're you're not any you're you're a worse fan for wanting that, but Israel Adesanya is under no obligation to deliver that to you. He he can continue to be smart, continue to uh, defend his belt and continue to rack up a, a legacy that I think is going to stand the test of time. So, um again, we can call it not exciting, but also acknowledge that Israel Adesanya is doing exactly what he needs to do to build a lasting legacy.
1: There's too much at stake. He just signed a massive deal, and I'm not saying he's playing it safe at all. Uh, I mean, to criticize the performances to also, again, not really appreciate Jared Kenanier. This isn't Rock'em Sock'em yeah. Robots. They're not always going to be, you know, these, these crazy, you know, it's not going to always be Zhang Weili, J Chek. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. And uh, overall, you know, he's a showman. The walkout was fun. He tries his best to put on a show. Everything about him as far as the interviews, the build-up to the fights, all that is all fun. I just think fans are getting uh, a little impatient, fair or not. And I wonder if one of the results that we saw earlier in the night will be the thing that has been missing. And so... I don't usually like to do this because Alex Volkanovski and what he did to Max Holloway deserves all the praise we could do three hours on that and we will get to him and give him his flowers, but because it's tied, and this is one of the reasons why I love when they do this, you should always try to do this, there's too many shows to do this every time, but to put a number one contender fight where you have two guys who are tied to Izzy, Strickland with the trash talk, Beheda with the wins and kickboxing the knockout as well, was perfect and then they couldn't have scripted it any better. Pejeta knocks out Strickland, looked fantastic out there, much better than his last fight, by far the biggest win of his career. The guy's unranked going into this fight, goes to the body. His hands are gigantic. He's knocking him out. Strickland, I thought, had the wrong game plan, underestimated him, had to turn this into an MMA fight. He didn't. Had to try to clinch, take him to the ground. He didn't. Said afterwards that he thought it was going to be easy. Mistake. Pejeta can't sell the fight with his mouth. Can't speak English, but has the highlight, has the resume, has the knockouts, has the history, and so he's right there. Two fights later, it's Izzy. He's sitting in the front row. I don't know. Were you were you working Eric for, for Glory at the time when,
0: when that knockout? Oh, you yeah. were there. Oh no 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 no. Uh, he didn't knock him out in Glory. It wasn't in Glory. No no no. These no. fights were not in Glory. Neither. They were both no. They were both um, they were both in Glory, but the but the knockout was not in Glory.
1: Weird. Very confusing.
0: Anyway. Yeah, I think it happened in China, I believe. <laughs> Kickboxing.
1: Okay, so is China. this the fight? Like, you could tell when Izzy talks about Alex, there's like a fire there. There's like an annoyance oh, yeah. there. Even when Ug was oh, on the yeah. show last week, he's like, oh, this guy hasn't won. He hasn't endured it. Well, is this the fight
0: that gets him, you know, back in that sort of highlight real stature? <laughs> I'm going to say no. Mm. Uh, and and I say that from the perspective of, yes, I think this is the fight to make. Yes, I think Alex... Um, has has built this properly and having two wins over him is, is uh, you know, you're, you're fast tracked. But I don't think Israel Adesanya would be opposed to standing across from Alex and 50 45 ing him either. I mm. don't think Israel Adesanya is the type of fighter who is going to let this um, emotion of the fight get to him. And I think I said it on, on No Bet's Bard, uh, a, a great podcast hosted by Connor and, and Jed. Great podcast. Uh, yeah. On the best site in the world, MMAfighting.com. Great one. Israel is not afraid. I don't think the Jan fight, you asked this in the in the last uh, section, if the Yan fight changed him. I don't think the Yan fight changed him. This has been Israel Adesanya. He's willing to put on the masterclass, the 50-45, and just be content with that and then move on with his life and keep, and keep stacking up wins. So I don't think Alex is the guy who's going to get Israel off his game, get him emotional and get him thinking he has to, you know, chase something that he wouldn't chase, uh, you know, otherwise, can he knock him out? I certainly think he can. The thing about Israel is his shots. It's not the it's not the Alex touch of, you know, touch of death power. He has the the sneaky shots. He catches you the, with the ones you don't see coming. So I think either of those two could knock each other out. But to answer the question of like, is this the fight that all of a sudden makes Israel Adesanya a knockout artist and the most exciting uh, showman you've ever seen? I don't. I really think he would be just as happy to 50-45 him and show him that there's levels to this MMA game.
2: I, I don't know if it, it would be a 50-45. I mean, they fought twice. Alex has won both times. And I just feel like Alex is striking. Maybe not on the same level as Adesanya. It, like, it's up there. I can't imagine anyone's going to go for a takedown. I feel like it's going to be a close fight. I feel like this is a fight where instead of the buildup, instead of the walkouts being all the entertainment, and then it's kind of a dud when it gets to it, I feel like the buildup isn't going to be that great other than the fact that this would be their third fight. Izzy lost the first two. And then the fight itself. Will bring the entertainment. I, I think it's going to be an incredibly exciting fight. I, I can't say that Izzy's going to get a finish or like what Rick said, he's just going to become a knockout artist because of this. But I think it's it could turn into one of those fights where it's a back and forth affair uh, across the five rounds.
0: I just want to clarify one thing. I'm saying he would be content with that. I right. think okay. to your point, I think it would be closer. I think it would be closer. And and it, you you mentioned you know their striking credentials. Alex has way more. Uh, is a dec- is way more of a decorated top level kickboxer than Israel Adesanya. Israel has more fights and, and fought for a, a good amount of time, but as far as like at the glory at that highest level, Alex achieved some things in terms of championships that Israel didn't touch. Now, you know, that that honestly, you have to throw some of that out the door when it comes to MMA. You got guys like Gokansaki coming over and it's just a different it's a completely different game, but these are two of the best strikers in the world, no doubt. No doubt in my mind.
1: I'm no kickboxing expert. You are. Is it fair to say Alex was a better or had a better kickboxing career than than Izzy
0: did? At, at the top level. Like, if you're looking, like, t- for, for the number of fights Israel Adesanya had, and this happens a lot in kickboxing, you have to be impressed by that, like, the career longevity. Um, but Alex, at the, when he got to the highest level, because he started in boxing and then came over to kickboxing, had a shorter kickboxing career. Once he did come over, he was able to capture the middleweight and the light heavyweight championships in glory. That is something Israel didn't win the championship while in glory. Now, granted, mm-hmm. shortly after that, he made the transition to MMA. If he stuck around, there's no telling he, he might have been able to get back to that level. I would, I would argue, yes, he would. Um, but decoration, like championships, hardware, Al, Alex had the superior like elite level career.
1: By the way, GC, perhaps a stupid question given their MMA careers. I mean, again, crazy to think Alex wasn't ranked going into this fight. And to be <laughs> clear, he is 1,000% the fight to make. this. I mean, this couldn't have been scripted any better. But who's the favorite going into this fight considering the two losses in kickboxing? is It's going to be Izzy, it, right? Izzy is, yeah, Izzy's are the Big? favorite. I believe he's minus 160. Oh, it's no, already out? This is, yeah, this is one of
2: the shortest favorites he's been in several fights. Wow. And and what is... Uh, what is Alex? I'm putting you on the spot here. So Yeah, right now it is uh Israel out You can get him at minus one sixty three. Pajero coming back at plus one forty
1: three. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That is a that, wow. Okay. Um all right. So I guess it's fair. He should be the favorite. He's the champ. He's got more MMA experience. I can't wait for that fight. Again, you kind of wish selfishly that Alex could, you know, hang in the trash talk department. He could go back because I think it's, it's a lot of fun. Like Strickland did such a great job at that press conference on <laughs> Thursday. I thought he did a masterful job. And all of a sudden, I think people were starting to change their minds about who they wanted to see Izzy fight next if he got by Jared. But uh, the fact that he has those two wins, the fact that you could tell that it bothers Izzy, that people keep talking about the knockout and not watching the whole fight and all this stuff – I feel like the build to this one would be fun. It,
0: it just to touch on that press conference for a second. It it was a little bit sobering. Uh Sean Strickland won the press conference, right? But man, did that not matter at all, right? Like you yeah, everybody at all. everybody attaches this stuff about like getting inside people's heads, look at this and look at that, and then it's like you still need to beat Alex, and we saw the result of that. So like man, be careful with this like winning the press conference stuff. It really really sure. doesn't it no, really for sure. And anything. by the way,
1: I think the UFC dodged a bullet. Like Sean, you know, you can't have a guy fighting for the belt who speaks the way he speaks. He's on the edge. Yeah. He's definitely on. I mean, the edge. on the edge. Jesus, I mean, maybe over. He's over. The <laughs> maybe edge. over. Um, so that's going to be tremendous. I hope we get it by the end of the year. It would be great if it's you know somewhere Australia, somewhere like that. I don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, I can't wait for it. And if they sell it the right way, it'll be great. Let us talk about Mr. Alex Volkanovski because I thought he had the performance of the night. I thought that. I mean.
3: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com. If we can, you know, I
1: will say that some people might not like this, but I don't really care. Can you tell the world, GC, what I said to you on Wednesday as we were leaving the studio? What did I say to you about this fight?
2: Uh, You actually said it twice. You said it before the show and after the show. Yeah. You said Volkanovski, lock of the card. Uh, Wow. Yeah. You said you give Max Holloway 0% chance of winning the fight. That's what you said. Um, You obviously, you you wouldn't, you didn't say this when, you know, Max went on the show. You wouldn't wouldn't draft. Volkanovski was sitting there for you. uh, (laughs) Wouldn't draft him because of your fear of of Holloway about to come on the show. Yeah. But yes, you did say Volkanovski would win this fight, Uh, and yes, we shall. Like
0: you said, you said it wouldn't even. be I said fifty to forty-five. He said said zero percent, and I said, "Wow." You said you thought there might even
2: be a finish. Obviously, there there wasn't. But I mean. I honestly thought the domination was better than a finish. The way that
1: he just,
0: like, it's I mean, it how, was. It's funny how that applies for Alex, but then if Izzy does it, some people are get up in arms, right? Okay, like
1: so I, I actually want to ask you that. What's the Good difference? Point. Because it was 50 to 45. It was one-sided, but it felt like Max was at least going for it, so it made for a better fight, Right.
2: I think for me personally, sorry to cut you off, Rick. No, no, it go. was it was really just I think it's just like the expectations. Like I think a lot of people expected a very close fight. They expected Max to to show out it to be razor thin. And with Izzy, it's expected that he's gonna win. It's expected that he's going to dominate and that's pretty much what he does. Just the way Volk went out there and it was just like every round it was like, all right, that's clearly a Volkanovsky round. Clearly a Volkanovsky round. And then I actually really appreciated that all the judges. 50-45 40, across the board. There was no like Sal D'Amato giving a 48-47 you know, or something like that. But I was so unbelievably impressed by that performance.
0: It, it's the level of competition. Max Holloway is one of the best fighters of all time, still one of the pound-for-pound pound best in the world. Like the level of competition is, is completely different. We've seen what happens when Alexander Volkanovsky fights somebody that's not on his level, and it looked like the Korean zombie fight. That's that's what it looks like when you get somebody who's Crazy. not on Alexander Volkanovsky's level. So there's a di- I think there's a difference between what Alex was able to do in that fight and what Israel was able to do in that fight. I personally came into the, the Israel fight thinking he could finish Jarrah Kananir, and it, it didn't seem like he was that interested in doing that. And I, again, I don't have a problem with that. But I think if Volkanovsky smelled that or sensed that finish against Max, he would have taken it. The problem is Max Holloway is unfinishable. Like That's just the reality of it. Like You you cannot finish Max Holloway.
1: But the damage I think that he takes in these wins is going to catch up to him, and I think it's going to catch up. He's 30, but he's really not 30 in terms of fighting years. He's taken on a lot of damage. Uh, Volk doesn't take on as much damage. I know the Ortega fight was close. He was dicey, but these were submissions and, and not so much damage. You know, last year you had the great for the award show, Rick, you had the great pick of Usman being the most improved fighter, and I don't know if it ultimately comes to this, but, man, Volkanovski has come a long way in the midst of his title run. Like, I think he has improved so much more since their first fight as opposed to Max's improvement, Uh, and the guy is on, what, a 22-fight winning streak now. He's undefeated. His lone loss of his MMA career was at 170 um, way, I mean, multiple years ago, way outside of the UFC. He is so good, and as of right now, doesn't mean much. Halfway point of the year, he's the male fighter of the year. You know, there's a couple guys who have a couple wins here and there, but two wins, never in doubt, masterclasses. This guy is incredible. And I'd love to just say, I think it's freaking crazy that we're talking about him going to 55. I don't want anything to do with 55, Volkanovsky. Why? There's enough guys out there. First of all, again, the time is now. Do the Cejudo fight if you want. It's a big deal. The build is there. They're going back and forth. If not... You've got Yair coming up against Ortega in two weeks. If not, Emmett just won. If not, Arnold Allen. This idea that he cleaned out the division—he's a smaller guy. Go him, go! Like, what the hell? Keep him at four. I want to see long title reigns, dominance. I want to see guys beating multiple contenders. He is. By the way, Izzy has cleaned out more of eighty-five than Volk has cleaned out forty-five. This is stupid. I want nothing to do with this. And there's enough for Charles to do at fifty-five keep Volk at 45 like don't don't do the same mistake that we just did
0: with Izzy having him move up to 205 it's silly yeah there's definitely some matchups that I want to see for Volkanovski before going to 55 as far as like man it makes you it makes you think about the pound for pound conversation I agree with you I think Volk is has vaulted himself to like is he he above Usman it's hard for me to do that and the and the reason I'll say that is I don't think Volkanovski would have as much success at 55 as Usman might moving up to 85 and it comes down to that it comes down to like what's the essence what's the heart of that pound for pound conversation is it like originally the way I understood it is all things equal weights are equal you move guys up and down and who who's just the best fighter you know independent of that weight and I think Usman is is ahead at the moment but when you look at the resume Three wins over Max Holloway to me means more than anybody's current resume right now. That is as impressive as it gets. Max, uh, I think the stat is in uh, non-Volkanovski fights, meaning every fight that Max Holloway has fought that's not Volkanovsky, he's like sixteen and zero is in, in his last sixteen. So he's beating everybody but Volkanovsky. So what could you? No, because he he lost to Poirier. Must have been only at featherweight. Right. Um, but either way, like this guy was. In my opinion, I had him over Aldo as as the best featherweight of all time. Now you've gotta you've gotta have uh, Alex in that conversation, and as one or two, I mean, he's got to be above Francis Ngannou. There's no there's no oh, argument yeah. in my to mind. To me, the
1: question. Okay, so do you put him above Stylebender? Because I actually feel like it's sort of unfair that Izzy gets docked for losing at two hundred five. Like I actually give him points for <laughs> daring to be great and going up. So. Again, semantics. Who the hell cares? Two, three. But I'm seeing a lot more people put Voca two. Usman, Voca, Izzy seems to be the general consensus right now. I would. I think that's a
2: that's a fair ranking scale. I don't really know the order to put them in. Uh, You'd put Voca or Usman. See, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what order to put them in. I don't. I, could, uh, I think you it's can it's make it's, the case. By the way, I think
0: I, you got to be honest. It's sold. you can absolutely make the case. I like the conversation and I hate the conversation at the same time. It's so relevant. Like they're they're it just is both
2: so damn good. Like
0: who honestly cares? I, I care the, so little.
2: The recency bias of coming off of that victory. Yeah. Just just days ago is I'm I'm going to lean towards Volkanovski, but say Usman has a dominant performance against Leon Edwards. Ask me on August 21st how I feel. I'd probably say Usman. Uh, but yeah, I'm with I'm with Rick here. It, it really is just it's irrelevant when it,
0: The one thing I'll say is. There's not somebody out there with three better wins than three wins over Max Holloway. That's that's what it comes down to. He, like, I
2: think he's 23 and seven in his career, so almost half of his professional <laughs> win losses are due to Alexander Volkanovsky.
0: Yeah, I mean that dude is that dude is incredible.
1: Can I just say this? And I know this is sacrilegious, and I know people will quickly then say like, "Oh, you're being a hit." Ooh, you're being. No, I was a hit. about to you're say, <laughs> I was gonna say. It's, it, it. It hits a little different when you're in a hotel room. Yeah. So, um, but. You compare his resume, Volkanovski's resume, to Khabib's resume, who just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I know he got inducted because he retired, quote unquote. I think Volkanovsky's resume is more impressive. Like just yeah. let's go. You could go tit for tat right now. His last fights. All right, one guy's uh, Volkanovski's twenty-five and one. So he had the one at you know the one loss at one seventy. Yeah. Uh, Khabib retired at twenty-nine and zero. Holloway, Gaethje. Zombie Poirier, Ortega McGregor, Holloway, I. Holloway, Barbosa, Jose Aldo, Michael Johnson, Chad Mendez, Daryl Horcher, Darren Elkins, RDA, Jeremy Kennedy, Shane Young. Like, you could, th- this is as impressive as a resume, yet it doesn't feel like people talk about Volk in that light. Beating it's Holloway it's three o. times, Aldo. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the, the O. It's the Mayweather. Crazy.
0: It's the Mayweather. Like, the O matters. The O matters, but if if look, I mean, there's an easy way to figure that out. Is Habib and and Volkanovski fight? That's wow. the easy way to figure Wait, that so out. Wait, so you you wow. want to see the 155? Right. <laughs> I didn't. Do this. this came do out it. of nowhere. it. You me want see to see it. him fight at 55? See, as I said, I think I think there's other champions who would have more success moving yeah. up. Than than him, he's he's just so stocky. He's just so squat. It's not it's not a his frame is not ideal for lightweight, in my opinion. Like him versus Charles would like look weird on the
2: eyes. Like I can't even fathom what that would look like in the cage.
0: But man, how could you doubt a guy that is this good? Like tech technical skill wise. Who's he going to have a problem with? There's nobody who's going to yeah, have a problem literally. with it. It's all going to come down to the physicality of it and the physical advantages. I think lightweights are just going to be a little too big, a little too long for him is, is my uh, initial read on it. Now, that's not all of them. I'm talking the top tier cream of the crop. Like, he could, you know, at the time that, flashing back to Anderson Silva, when he went up to, to 205, wasn't fighting like the best guys in the world at 205. He was fighting Forrest Griffin, who is, you know, a former champion and a great fighter, but at the time, he wasn't the guy. You know, Every, everybody who goes up now, you have to fight the guy. Max Holloway goes up, he's fighting Dustin Poirier in a title fight. Every, uh, Israel Adesanya goes up, he's fighting Jan Blahovic in a title fight. Everybody has to fight the champ, fight the best guy when they go up. If you ask me, could Volkanovsky go up and beat a bunch of lightweights? Yeah. He definitely could. I have no doubt in my mind that he could. But if we're asking, is he going to beat the champion on his first try? Is he going to beat the top three guys? It's a a tough test. And and I think it's hard. And I think it's an unrealistic kind of metric that we have for this now. That's what I was going to say.
2: If he goes up, it's automatically going to be against the champ. You know, like it's... Like I'm looking at the rankings right now. There is no champ, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) true. Good point. That's actually a solid point by you. Uh, Like... Like, if he fights Michael Chandler, he's beating Michael Chandler. Yeah, I probably think he'd
0: beat Michael Chandler.
2: I think he'd probably beat Dustin Poirier, like, Benil Dariush. I think he would beat those guys. It, the size might like, be a
1: factor. The size that's would be hard the, hard It's not Poirier. the skill. It's not the skill. Yeah, that's, it's, no. just the, that's true. it's just the size that's the issue. And but how weird. could you doubt this guy? No, no, can, he's incredible. You know what I mean? Like yeah, It's he's like, no, how
0: can you doubt this guy?
1: He's absolutely incredible. The thing is, I'm saying here I don't want him to go up because there's more to do at 45, and I like dominant reigns, but... On the flip side, there's actually no, like, even if Yair wins, since 2017, this is Yair's resume, by the way, beat BJ Penn, and this is not, you know, revisionist. BJ was not who he was at that point. Loses to Frankie Edgar, beats uh, Zombie with the crazy knockout, but in a fight that he was losing, right? No contest against Jeremy Stevens, beats Stevens, loses to Max Holloway. That's not exactly number one contender resume stuff. I don't think so either. Emmett, five wins in a row, great, but people thought he lost the last fight. A lot of people did. Uh, Arnold doesn't have okay that momentum. That the Cejudo fight is the one, actually. Oh, yeah. It really is the one.
2: Oh, I would, I would I would, <clears throat> I would. That's a a fight that I would get un like just so excited for. Compared to like Volk Josh Emmett, I think Volk dominates Josh Emmett worse than he did uh, Max Holloway.
1: Yes, Cejudo in Australia, dude. That's- I mean.
2: That's big-time money right there. These
0: guys feel very similar to me. So, Hudo and, and <clears throat> Volkanovski in the sense that, like, they have accomplished some things that, like, put them in rarefied air, but they kind of don't get the respect that they that they probably deserve, that they both probably deserve. I would love to see them to, to see them battle it out because I think these guys are, are the two of the best fighters who have ever lived, no doubt.
1: So, Hudo's bringing yeah. it upon himself a little bit. Like, he's starting fights with Sean O'Malley in the back.
0: On, yeah, but this knows. is the this is the drama that. and entertainment that the people want. Like they, I know. the fans, the fans call them cringe, but they're clicking on it to watch the sure. video. Like I it's, mean, the, it's the BT they, video, after. yeah,
2: the BT video is unbelievable and hilarious. Know. He's the funniest sucks. part was, why did they stop on Davison Figueroa, yeah, uh, like, uncomfortably standing there? Like someone, <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter was like, "This is a scene straight out of The Office." Like it, was it so really, it look really it like,
0: was. Like they cut good. to him, he's like, "What is yeah, going the on?" Cut. <laughs> he does a confessional? What do
1: you call him, uh, Princess or something or Precious?
0: Yeah, I don't know. He I, I don't think him it sucked.
1: was Princess. Whatever. It was. It's
0: look, I can I can live with the cringe. I think it's one of the reasons that they that people criminally underrate Henry Cejudo. Certainly, Uh but. I think I'll I'll say this. Alexander Volkanovsky would not laugh at the challenge of of Henry Cejudo. He would prepare for that like he's preparing for the fight of his life cuz he knows how good Henry Cejudo is and I think the same would be on the other side. If Henry Cejudo was coming back to fight uh Volkanovsky, it w- he knows that he's in for one. Man, I would just uh, like- a hypoth-
1: Yes, go ahead.
2: <clears throat> I was just going to say I just uh I was looking over Volkanovsky's resume like if he was 25 and 0, And I was just looking back, Corey Nelson is the guy that beat him. Like, what do you think Corey Nelson does? He hasn't fought in over three years. Every time he sees
1: Volkanovski just putting in these performances, he's like, yeah, "Yeah, you see that one? That was me. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty pretty sure. Dining out. I'm pretty sure. uh, My memory's a little foggy, but I am pretty sure that MMA fighting. Yes, here it is. July 9th, 2020. Our good friend A.K. Lee uh, did a feature on Corey Nelson talking about the win <laughs> i will have Check to it watch out. that after this. it's, a, it's, a, it's an article it's an article uh yeah it's a great story about you know looking back on the win so yeah that's a a, a funny kind of footnote if you will in mma history
2: he's can amazing
0: I you, can i just yes? tell you one thing i'm so sick of please enough with the volkanovsky fought at middleweight well like the career is so different now. He's fighting right. like regional guys. Like, I'm so sick of this. Like, Volkanovski could go up to light heavyweight because he no. fought at these these weights <laughs> when he was like 2-0 and in his career. Enough with this nonsense. This already. feels like, like a I'm shot so at our good friend Chael yeah, who yeah, likes to talk yeah, about yeah.
1: him being 211 pounds.
0: And, uh, listen, because I've heard that uh, that story yes. told about yes. him infinite times. Like, the dude is so good. We, we can talk about other things than like he fought at welterweight in his career. Enough is it? Eddie.
2: Completely out of the question. This may, may just be me being naive. Is it completely out of the question for him to go to one thirty-five? He's too big.
1: Again, I don't want to big, see yeah. any of this nonsense. Come to yeah. him if you want to come. Come to the King, yeah. Cerruto. Come to the King. I'm Let with him be a... you. the one thing he hasn't done at this point since becoming champion in twenty nineteen. <clears throat> excuse me, is give him his moment in Australia. Put him at Marvel Stadium. Let him come across like a superstar. Like I think he's so much more comfortable now in his skin in his interviews at the press conferences, just he's, he's wearing his own shirt. Like he's just doesn't, I, I, I love the victory lap tour that he took. He was, pissed. he was yeah. more mad than at max
0: was after the fight, <laughs> just like shoving yeah. it in everyone's face. Let him have his moment in Australia. Golly. I, I think that has done wonders for Robert Whitaker. I yeah. think it would do the same for Volkanovsky. Yeah. It would he's just so, turn him into a guy.
2: He's so quintessentially Australian <laughs> too. Like he walks out to uh, land down under. Yeah. Like Like it would be, if that comes over the speakers at Marvel Stadium, Hudo, Volkanovsky, the crowd just
1: goes insane. Oh, it would it would be insane to see. I want to get to uh, the International Fight Week draft results in a moment because I think <laughs> we'll cover the rest of the card. Um, great performances across the board. The Brian Barbarino-Robbie Lawler fight was tremendous. Barberina wins. Yeah. You wonder how many more of these Robbie Lawler has uh, in his gas tank. Uh, Jalen Turner is supremely impressive uh I, I enjoyed him on the program when we had him would love to get him on again five in a row now all finishes tremendous win the the lone blemish if you will for ckb over the last couple weeks and they obviously have the big kai kai friends title fight later on this month uh jim miller retires donald cerrone uh, with a fantastic win i know that will come up ian gary another great performance this time against Gabe green Dricus Duplessis, I think, got a little more than he bargained for against Brad Tavares, but uh, <laughs> continues to win. Andre Muniz with a big win over Uriah Hall. Macy Barber retires. Jessica guys. So we've got two retirements on this card. Can we talk very quickly about Yulia Stolyarenko? And I'm saving one in case you're wondering. Yulia uh, submits Jessica Ai, excuse me, submits uh, Jessica Rose Clark Jessica Rose Clark, for the record, will be immortalized. Her picture will be up there. A deal is a deal. The, f- the smile on her face, the smile on her face was the length of Nevada, the state of Nevada. She was so happy. She seemed a great spirits, And she rocked her early on. She rocked oh. her. And I was oh. freaking out oh. because I knew everyone would be like, Ew, there's a curse. <laughs> the a curse. First of all, no Drake curse. Shove it up your butt. Izzy squashed all of that. There is no Hawani curse as well. He's, we all know this. That,
0: that thing's been done. The Drake curse.
1: Yeah, yeah. Has I know. Been I mean, done there's so, it's such a Drake. lazy thing. He wins so Now, many the Hawani curse, that one feels no. real. Yeah. The Hawaiian curse, curse wow. feels real.
0: It feels uh, real. I mean, real. you
1: guys, you're the ones who are supposed to squash this. You're not no, supposed no, to just perpetuate it.
2: Listen, I lost a bet, you know, riding with Jessica's Clark. When she rocked her, you should have seen me in my living room. I almost uh, touched the ceiling. I jumped so high. I was, I was waiting for her to put her out, cash the first bet of the night. Her get on the mic and shout out Ariel Hawani in the MMA. I hour. know, I was, it was waiting for be it, and so then, great. and then I blink my eyes, and her arm is getting snapped. And I know, all my so dreams are coming. Uh, and I, all I can see is Rick smiling in my head because he he pinpointed what was going to happen
1: here.
0: I did call it, didn't I? I did call it.
1: It was so great. I love the fact that DC had to no sell it even though he knew exactly why she was walking out to that song. Right. Um 2 did, WWE. I mean, two he, he WWE talked episodes. about the song too. Front, front, oh yeah, yeah he last. was super excited, but he couldn't say why, of course. Yeah. He did drop a Mensch reference when Jim Miller let Donald Cerrone speak before him uh, you know, to officially announce his retirement. I by the way, I spoke to Jessica Rose after the fight, JRC, and I said you looked like you were in great spirits, smiling. I'm sorry it happened. Gonna need surgery, all that stuff. And I said, by the way, I hope you don't regret or, you know, I feel a little guilty. I hope you're not, you know, um, looking back and saying I shouldn't have walked out of that song. She said, I loved it. This is a quote. Favorite walk out of my career, and I'm doing it the next time I'm walking out as well. Nice. So for all Let's those go. people who say that it was a bad idea,
0: no, it was JRC a great is idea. all in. Le-
1: Look at Rick with his
2: big smile. Nice. As he's <laughs> yeah. plotting to fade her again next time she comes out. <laughs> wow. The, uh,
0: the whole one Curse is also real,
1: though. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
2: I, I'm starting to believe that. Is,
0: that uh, is so too. messed up that
1: you guys would put that out there. That's really uh, messed up. Uh, we're out.
2: not putting it out there. People You're are putting it, acknowledging the ago, fact I that it's a thing. Two months ago, I
0: was 7-0 in the H-down. Now there's
2: a curse? <clears throat> Uh, you know, I didn't know, see the age styles curse,
0: but... Uh, yeah. I'll tell you when it all changed. It when Did that Fugazi uh, underdog pick is, is when it all flipped around. Which one? The the Devin Haney? Devin
1: Haney. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was already... <laughs> oh, okay. My I bad. Was, he was I was struggling. Frogs were tumbling a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 I was struggling. Uh, but a, a great moment. Now let's talk... Uh, the last fight I just want to touch on before we get to the International Fight Week draft, I do want to talk about Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, Pedro Munoz, oh. ends unceremoniously uh, a a... Not so great way to start the pay-per-view card, to say the least. It was an eye poke uh, at 3.09 of round two, so it ends in a no contest. And now here's the thing. According to two of the judges, Munoz won the first round. Uh, Suga's doing the thing that he did after the Cheeto fight where he's like, hey, I finished the guy. The, I don't really Sugar care. The Suga
0: State Athletic Commission. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Is that what he referred to it as? Yeah. He, That's yeah. amazing. That's,
0: well, he was undefeated based on a ruling by the Sugar State Athletic Commission, and now uh, this was Six another and win. 0.
1: First of all, uh, GC, I'll start with you. What do you think of his performance up until that point, and do you have to run it back? Like when, when Leon Edwards poked Bilal Muhammad, Leon looked so good in that fight, and I thought he was en route to winning. I had no real interest. If they would have done it, I wouldn't have cared. But I was like, they don't need to run this back. Because this fight was... Put together to, you know, build O'Malley. Let's be honest. I kind of feel like you have to write it back, like he run it back. He has to pass this test. And also, just as a quick aside, anyone suggesting that Pedro Munoz was looking for a way out in a fight that he was winning, a massive, massive deal for him to get back on track. You're a freaking moron. I mean, you are just the dumb of the dumb. Um, so, what did you think Retweet. of the performance? And and what do you do now? I feel like they should run it back because I feel like this is an incomplete test.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Pedro Munoz did not quit. I mean, if you've seen the pictures today, his eyes like swollen shut. I, I mean, a guy like that who's gone the distance with some of the best fighters in the UFC is, is not going to quit like that. O'Malley's performance, I was not impressed. I I was actually, because I bet on O'Malley, I was worried that whether or not he was going to win the fight. I mean, it it was not... An impressive performance. I, I am with you. I think you have to run it back. It doesn't really excite me, uh, them running it back. But I do think you have to do it because we have to see if he can, in fact, uh, pass this test. I mean, like you said, two of the three judges gave Munoz the the first round, and there's no telling what was going to happen the rest of the fight.
0: I'm okay can with you, moving on. You Really? You- you referred to Bilal and and Leon I think it's the exact type, type of situation that they would move on from neither of those were must see fights they were fights of circumstance Bilal Muhammad and Leon Edwards is not some must see matchup they you know that was just the best plan that they had at the moment they're they have different plans for both both of those guys now, right? Leon Edwards is fighting for a title. Bilal Muhammad's trying to get a, a contender fight. But in so, that fight, that was a Leon fight. This was a Sean fight. That's why I, I feel like... Also, I don't agree with the assessment that, like, Leon Edwards looked like some kind of world beater after one round. Oh, really? It, it was fine. He looked fine. He was like, buzzing out there. He, he looked fine. <laughs> it was not, like... I didn't go come away from that going, like, oh, who, Leon Edwards? I've never seen this guy before. It was fine. Yeah. And I feel the same way about this fight. Like Pedro Munoz was Munoz was fine. He had a decent first round, and that's all I'm taking away from it. It wasn't like some indictment on Sean O'Malley, nor did it make me think that Pedro Munoz was gonna steamroll Sean O'Malley. I'm fine with moving on from it because I think, quite frankly, Sean O'Malley will be onto a bigger fight, and that's what's the bigger fight. Okay with that? Is it the uh,
1: song Corey winner? Is
0: it the Marlon Dominic winner? Um, Yeah, could be Rob Font? Like who's that fight? What do you mean? Like those guys are like the names in the division. Yeah. It could be those. But considering
1: the fact that he didn't look great, like who you have to you have to be smart about this, this, right?
0: I don't I don't agree with that. And I mean I didn't agree with that on the Leon one either. I You thought he looked great? I don't think he looked bad. I don't think he looked good or bad. It was. Did you think he lost the first round? Very. Yeah, I thought he lost the first yeah, round, but it's extremely premature. It was, it's extremely premature. There was nothing to take away from that fight. And, it, and that's why it feels incomplete. Like, I, I didn't read anything into that. Nothing. Wow. I kind like okay of. I'm, I'm okay with moving on from it. I'm okay with moving on from it. It, it feels to me like an incomplete test. This was clearly designed as a test for but, him. But is Pedro Munoz the test. the test or just a ranked guy, a good fighter, the test? I don't but care. that it, it does not have to be Pedro Munoz right. to me. I don't care about that fight. There's no... Doesn't Pedro deserve it? There's no animosity. Oh, come on. Why? We've... We got poked deserved, in the eye. we deserved, like, that word has been eliminated from the MMA dictionary 10 years ago. Like, there is no, did, did Balal Muhammad deserve to fight Leon Edwards? The Balal like,
1: one, again, it was a little different only because it was a short notice labor placement. But I, I would have been fine with them running it back. I
0: would have been totally fine I'm fine. fine. Look, if they want to <laughs> run back O'Malley Munoz, I'm not mad about it either. But I'm also okay with Moon, uh, with O'Malley just moving on. It's fine. Do you think it's a bad look that he
1: says, uh, oh, you know... To me, it's a win, this and that, or it's the best, best I think gimmick, gimmick right Yeah. Right it's so funny. People get so mad about it. Um, yeah, that's all right. why so that threw a wrench in our international Fight week draft. Without further ado. <laughs> God, a huge wrench. Man. Explain what happened. Tell, give us the whole rundown. I don't I don't really know who won, to be honest. Nobody won. That's <laughs> that's why this got ruined no, like this. Connor, don't what? be pessimistic.
2: Everybody won. That's no. actually, yeah. That's, <laughs> so what that's happened? That's a great. I mean, it was entertainment. So because of the Sean O'Malley no contest, uh, I get zero points for O'Malley. Um, so with Andre Muniz, Volkanovsky, uh, both winning by decisions, and then back to PFL, Magomed Karamov and Ray Cooper getting uh, finishes, I finished with 15 points. Ariel's so, team, Kayla Harrison, Drew, before, before we
0: do our points for a second, sure, let's just acknowledge why that's so messed up. You got zero points for a no contest. <laughs> we got zero points for losses so like you had you yeah. didn't have an actual yeah. loss in that in that run we just didn't decide like how we're going to handle no contest and i don't know if there's really like a better way to do it but unfortunately you get zero points for that even though we had losses that also resulted yeah i feel
2: like i should have pushed harder for like a i get one point nah, no you're no not contest. you're not getting anything no, no. but maybe in the I future yeah nope. It's I I really do feel robbed here. I picked no losers and uh you So here's the thing. I mean you had Jessica Rose Clark get finished in the first round. Okay,
1: so that the the irony is had she have you know gone submitted in the second, I just get zero. You would have won. You would have have won. Yeah. Yeah. Golly. She gets submitted, I get okay, so you had Andre Muniz, um Volkanovsky, Magomed, Magomed Karimov, and Ray Cooper, all those guys won. For O'Malley you got zero yeah O'Malley I get zero I guess so I I'm the guy you know I
2: got the weak link I I tie you guys with four fighters you guys had the pleasure of having five um but everyone scored 15 <clears> points. <throat> points Ariel you had Kayla Harrison Drikas Duplessis, Ian Gary Alex Bejeta Jessica Rose Clark 15 points Duh. Rick Israel Adesanya Macy Barber Rory McDonald that was Jim shocking. Miller, and Pacheco Lar- Larissa yeah uh 15 points as well all of us all finished with, we discussed maybe uh, the tiebreaker being who had the most finishes. <laughs> we all finished with two finishes. Uh, we are as tied across the board as we Wasn't
1: there can. an underdog discussion? But you, when you Did anybody had it, he was the favorite. Who closed as the underdog? No, that, you can't do Dude, that. Dude, but when you when lock in a bet. You can't do that. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm with you. You don't fun think fun, I, yeah. so yeah, by, okay. You're trying to fudge another
0: any? underdog? This is, this is was your M.O. Was, yeah. was,
1: was there another underdog? No. no. Was no, there
0: all, anyone else heavy who, closed as, an heavy, who
1: closed as an underdog? No. I think I win. I mean, I, I mean, think, I, think I, I
2: win because I had a no contest. I'm, I'm I tying you four fighters. I think I actually
1: <laughs> picked Sabadusi. I'm Volkanovski. I'm fighting instead with a broken hand. Oh, yeah, shut up. We, we didn't even mention that. He said he broke his hand in the second round. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I really thought when we were texting for a moment there, I even think you thought I won because of the underdog. Is that not true? Someone <laughs> said I won. For A brief moment, I, I think you said you won. Yeah, no, like you, said no, you, no you also said claimed
2: you won. Rick won at one point with like everyone had still had like three fighters left, <laughs> no. and you just texted us, Rick wins.
1: <laughs> I wanted to stop the count after
0: the uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs>
1: after which one of the fights? It was uh, I think it was like the third to last, yeah, uh, it was uh, before the fight. yeah, yeah, the Pahedda fight. The
0: no, way, uh, did, before Volko,
1: before Volko, yeah, did did uh, did Ian Gary. Adopt his wife's. What name? is
2: that? Oh, what yeah. is that, dude? No, they explained
1: happening? it on the broadcast. I zoned out. I
2: didn't hear okay. it. Okay, like, and they were it's, like hammering it home. Too. It's
0: Layla, his wife's family's yeah. name, and so he put it in the middle. And, and wow, now is they, that a common thing? I think it, the the explanation was the children are living. There's two. There, you know, the, it's a joining of two families. So now they're gonna oh. share name. This and that. Was, and and what was it, Machado or
3: something? yeah,
1: yeah. It sounds like he's adopting like a Brazilian,
0: you know. Like I think of like Jean Jacques Machado. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I thought he got a the, new nickname. <laughs> the, the,
0: the, he you, dropped the, the Victor future. Gracie. The Victor Gracie. Yeah. Daniel Gracie. Daniel no, Gracie. I'm saying like remember when Vitor yeah, yeah, was? Yeah, Vitor. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah.
1: Daniel Daniel Gracie married a Gracie and yeah. took the Gracie name.
0: That's um, right. She's, <laughs> she's
2: also uh, Machado Gary as well.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: She's she's Layla Machado Gary. He's Ian Machado Gary.
1: Yeah. So I've seen, and by the way, no judgment, you know, it's 2022, do whatever the hell you want. I've seen people do that, right? Like I've seen, like even my wife on on her. Hyphen, yeah. Or like, you know, you do the last name and then the new name. But I've not seen the husband do that.
0: Listen, they want to have their family with the same name. I get it. Dude, no, yeah, mean, be, there is no judgment. Whatever, just, yeah, uh, whatever.
1: Makes I, just sense. I should have did, been paying more attention. I missed attention the memo. I didn't know when did he. make Did he you gotta, make you it, like you gotta an Watch the broadcast closer. No, 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 I missed race. the
2: hell out of the memo.
1: Was there an announcement beforehand? Oh, that I don't know.
2: <clears throat> I mean, it's on his Instagram. They're his very Instagram public is, people, so probably right. His um, Instagram is the future. Ian Machado, Gary. Wow, Love amazing. I might have to have him on to
1: delve deeper into the mindset. I mean, how about him, dude? He just keeps rolling right along. Ten and zero. Looks good. Uh, I know people like the finishes but I thought it was another good performance by the way he 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 was like a a minus 160 something I thought that was crazy oh yeah yeah he should have him Jalen him famous. and
2: Jalen Turner might have been oh, uh, Jalen Turner and and Volkanovski those were the easiest bets of the night those were just beautiful so what yeah, so, Turner's so what is
1: the verdict experience. on the uh Oh, uh, well, by the way, shout out to the Verdict guys who I, I also uh, was hanging out with, and they love you, of course. Um, I'm on to the semifinals of the Verdict tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, everyone was buzzing about it. Even, Thanks, everybody. Even Nathan Diaz was talking about it. Uh, <laughs> I heard, yeah. What's the verdict on the draft?
0: We all won. That's I mean, this, a, is push? this is a tie, wow. yeah, This is a tie. Yeah, a push. We, we are all champions. I mean, what's a better ending than that? You want somebody to, to lose? I mean, but did you order the trophy?
2: No, it, it needs to be engraved. So what do I do? Do I get three? All do I get one with all of our names all on it? All of them?
0: our names go on it, and we put it <laughs> yes. in the studio. <laughs> okay, all right, sweet. That's perfect. Uh, we I really can put did that
2: jo- behind you, Rick. That'll be your first piece yeah, oh, first piece of swag. Perfect. Let's
1: do it. <laughs> perfect. I really did enjoy the draft, by the way. Uh, and I was wondering, is this something I that we should do? You didn't enjoy it?
2: Man, that Rory oh, performance ripped oh, my, ripped my, I <laughs>
0: my heart. That's the shocker. The whole damn weekend. I can't believe weekend. that. I cannot believe that fight. I absolutely cannot. That that is fight. Is That's PFL, dude. That is PFL for you. That was, but is this
1: something that should only be international fight week?
2: Yeah,
0: got to be special. I don't, I don't want to yeah. do this. Uh,
2: yeah, I am with you. I'm with you. The right.
0: International fight week. it feels like that Super Bowl type feel. Right. Yeah. Also, imagine like how deep we're gonna have to dig on some of these cards. Like this card, and and the PFL card, fortunately had names yeah. that were were knowing and recognizing and being able to like really like put it out there. So, so
2: that's a no on doing a draft for Bellator two eighty three.
0: That's a no for me, dog. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I'd be open to it, but
2: uh, you, no, you th-
0: and Ariel, I'll, I'll referee.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, we need to get uh, we need to wrap this bad boy up. I hope everyone has been enjoying this uh, special edition of the MMA Hour. Uh, a Monday, July 4th edition. If you're out there celebrating July 4th, you're listening to us on your podcast player, on YouTube, watching us as well. We appreciate you very much. Again, shout out to our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of not only the UFC, but most importantly, the MMA Hour. A lot of big winners this past weekend. And of course, if you use the code the MMA Hour, you get nice little surprises. So please do that because then they know that we sent you and they support us. So we want you to support them. All right, DraftKings Sportsbook again. Shout out to them. We appreciate their support very much. How did you do, Mr. GC? It sounds like perhaps you got back on track.
2: Oh yeah, we are back on track. Uh just a quick recap, you know, we had so much action in play. It was the most action we had down on any card so far. I did it felt like the Super Bowl. Can't decide if I love or hate that. I loved it because I was winning. Uh, having action on every single fight, but I feel like if it had been a losing night, it would have just been like, it just like keeps kicking you while you're down. Cause it like the stress just crept rolling on with each fight is like, you know, typical card, you get like a nice break. Uh, but this, uh, definitely ratcheted up the stress a little bit, but we go seven and four on singles, three and one on parlays. And, uh, we end up over six plus 6.15 units. Uh, so back in the winning column. Up 26 on the year, up 38 since we started doing this back in September. Wow. So feels good to feels good to get back uh, this week.
1: One of your better weekends.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime you went over five in a week, I mean, it's, it's hard not to be happy. <laughs>
0: the, bar, the, bar, cause the bar has just been pushed so high that like, oh, yeah, like the, low, the, 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 like the threshold is five units. Like five units is <laughs> like, a, like, oh, that's a great month. And Connor's like, yeah, I did, did five units. You know, that, that, that's solid. Just continues to uh appreciate
2: I appreciate it we're just we we got the eyes set
0: on fifty you're a humble man we, we want a
1: humble man we want to get to fifty uh do we, we had the super group any big hitters what do we got anything else uh
2: I think i'm going to do those on uh wednesday's
1: edition oh.
2: of the show okay yeah, And All I right. can shout out uh the draft but we King did as have well. what do we
1: have like two fifty or something
2: two fifty in the league yeah it was like two forty two was the final number our our biggest league today we only did one league um so uh, I think that's a little bit of a reason for it being bigger, but we got a nice turnout for International Fight Week. Uh, 75 people took home money,
1: uh, and I think the winner got $150. So, And uh, you actually said on the record to me, uh, I hope I'm not exposing you, you said you will be there next year here in oh, Las Vegas International that's, Fight Week.
2: Yeah, that's no, on, on the record, off the record. That is, a, that is a statement. That is an affirmation. I should make it my pinned tweet. I will be at International Fight Week 2020. Come hell or, or high water. Down. 2023, come hell or high water, anything, nothing is going to stop me if I have to walk to Las Vegas. I mean, DW I had... won't be here. Can't be bothered. <laughs> You'll be there. Still can't believe that, by the way. Still cannot believe it. Oh, Dana White. Yeah, I, I had to put two and two together on the DW there. Who do you think uh, I was talking about?
1: No one. I just had to think who oh. DW might be. Oh, all right. Fair enough. DFW. Uh, Frank, any final thoughts? <laughs> no, not really. How was lunch, Frank? (laughs) It was great. No, I mean I I have a little anecdote. So as
0: you know, I was working last night. I wasn't able to go to Connor's to watch the fight. So I'm at this club. You know, it's packed wall to wall. It's crazy. I'm doing my thing, and I see a guy watching the pay per view on his phone. So we strike up a conversation. We're both yelling at the top of our lungs. This is so loud in there. And we're just the Volk fight was about to start. He filled me in with what happened to um, Sugar. And I'm like, did he get poked? Did he not? You know, I, I, on my commute to work, I heard about Jessica Rose's elbow. I was ah. like, oh, what is going on? Yeah. So it was just interesting to see um, that even in the middle of the club and <laughs> in, in the middle of the night, there were people who were watching the pay per view, like, I want have missed business for the world. I might, like, could have just stayed home, but that's me.
1: They wanted to do both. They wanted to multitask. Look at exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Asking for results. I mean, you've come a long way. Six months ago, you didn't even know what the UFC stood for. <laughs> That's right. I love how you properly call them
2: uh sugar within yes. uh you, you really enunciated that.
0: Yeah.
1: Sugar. Um well
2: that's Can I just great.
0: say we're over an hour into this and like I just like it just hit me that Connor's been wearing this the whole time. Oh, that's like good. I, like it's, it became so normal that like now like I just looked up and I was like, Wait a minute. I'm actually glad I'm wearing it. I
2: mean my, my hair's a mess, you know. It's it's nice to have this this cover. I can
1: I, I feel in disguise. It's very Macho Man circa 1992 1993. Uh, I said to TST multiple times, "Oh, Connor would love this weekend. I mean, you would be waiting in line at UFCX, getting everyone's <laughs> autographs, taking selfies with yes. people at sportsbooks." All over town. You'd have uh, too much swag to merchandise? Buy. Too, yeah, how yeah, much merchandise? Merch. Oh, tons of merch. People walking uh, around man, with this, bags. This everybody. is why I need to be yes. this. Is, I need pictures. I need autographs. Off the chain. It was unbelievable. It was so great to be back. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a different kind of fight week for me, but dare I say, one of my favorites. Again, I appreciate everyone who stopped by, who said hello, who said ni- nice things about the show, who some people like literally pull out their phone and like, look at what I'm listening to right now. And they're listening to the MA Hour. Uh, that stuff warms wow. my That's heart, incredible. your hearts. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. So really appreciate you all. And again, I hope you enjoyed and I hope you appreciate the fact that we're doing this show for you. Again, only the second time ever in the history of the program. So uh, if you're watching us live right now, thank you so much. And Wednesday, we'll be back to our normal situation back in the studio. Talk more about 276 guess that whole thing. Uh, so look out for that same time and place. You know the drill as well. We good, guys? Anything else?
0: You gotta do peace. I'm out of here.
1: No, I know. This is the. I'm not actually done, but I was just wanted to know if anyone had any other. <laughs> How confusing on. was that? No, I mean, like I'm just, I just wanted to know. I mean, I felt like I didn't give you. Not, so not, Frank, no, Frank's gotta go back to lunch. You gotta so. go. All right, fair enough. All right. Uh, thanks for stopping by, GC, and your Greg Frank. Thank you for gracing us with your presence as well. Back on Wednesday, same time and place. Until I say... Push.